This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fundamentally, we're always going to be focused on the draft. I mean, look at our history. You know, uh, now we've... You know, in the last couple of years, we have traded draft picks for players in some cases. But I think generally uh, we're going to be a draft-centric team. And, uh, you know, as we've said, the landscape has changed a little bit because we're paying a quarterback who deserves it a lot of money. And that's going to have a salary cap ramification for sure. We'll start to feel that. We've started to feel that last year. We'll feel that this year, as do a lot of teams. That's Eric DaCosta in his end-of-the-season press conference. And as the Ravens are right now, let's be honest, the only thing that you care about for as you're a Baltimore Raven fan is the draft. The combine is something that we all watch because we all want to scout as well as if our pickers matter. Um, but the draft is important. So my question to you guys and ultimately to all of Baltimore, is it more important for them to move up in the draft and get something that they want, need immediately? Or should they trade their pick for more draft capital, Jeremy? Oh, man, what a loaded question. Because, I, I mean, what, do they pick them a 30? Yeah. What's yeah. really there? Well, there was some talk about them. I saw rumors about them moving a second and third to move up in the first round. Yeah, I saw but that, it, too. You see it, it on NFL.com? Uh, it may have been. Like, some of these are projected trades and things like that, and some of it's rumors of what they think could happen and mm-hmm. teams that make sense of possibly making a trade on draft day. But I'll say this, like the Ravens have been so good at drafting, it's really hard to give up draft capital. I don't fault them if they decide there's someone that they covet. But sitting at 30, you're going to be waiting, waiting, waiting. Exactly. And then you're like you're going to see players come off the board that maybe you did like. Now, the way the Ravens do it's a little bit different than most teams, and I think their top 50 is going to be different than everyone else's. Um, you know, with some things standard up top with the, the players. Like, you know the quarterbacks are going to be up top. The Ravens mm-hmm. aren't drafting them, but they're still going to be on their board. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, when you start looking at other players, I think they need help on the offensive line. I think they're going to need help in the mm-hmm. secondary. They're probably going to need another wide receiver. You need a running back. Not that all these have to be first-round picks, but I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm a cop-out with this because I really trust Eric DaCosta and I really truck, trust Mike Elias. I'll give you my opinion on things, but whatever they do, I, I mean, they've hit a lot of home runs. The, the one thing I think you could question DaCosta on is maybe free agency, but, like, I think that's a bit of hogwash just because how much money do they actually have to spend year after year mm-hmm. because they're so good at drafting and keeping yeah. their own. And they have spent money, and he's done, I think, he's picked up some guys that really surprised me, like Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wow. And when, when they paid Earl Thomas all that money, I was excited. It didn't work out. Well, Peters was a trade, was though, right? Peters was a yeah, trade, yeah. 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 But, like, making yeah, that move. For a guy, you didn't, the yeah. guy that you weren't even going to use. Yeah, but I think, young. I think the people, I don't think people were tr- question one of the trades is those free agents that are sitting there with mm-hmm. no home are the ones that people question with, which I agree with Jeremy. Whether they sign or don't sign. Right. So it's both I, ways. I agree yeah. with Jeremy. It, it, that's a financial situation. That's, that's the age thing, too, because free agents usually are 
you know, around 30 years old. Yeah. You don't get too many 27-year-old, 26-year-old free agents sometimes. And what have the Ravens been searching for? Wide receivers, and you typically don't see top-notch wide receivers at the open market. This year we have, what is it, Mike Evans and uh, Michael Pittman. Do you think either one of them is hitting the open market or they're going to stay with their teams? So the question remains, mm-hmm. did they move up or do they stock for draft capital? It's hard, in my opinion, it's hard to trade out of pick number 30 and get good draft capital. Well, that's tough to do. I mean, you. I mean, what are you getting? It's, it's not if you're trading back. That's what I mean. Yeah. So what? But but trading back to get what? Are you trading back for early second round pick? Yeah. yeah more than likely, you wind and, up in the second third? round pick and add a fourth or a third from somebody else, depending on how far you move back. But I got to trade back pretty early. I can't trade back. I've already got the thirtieth pick in the second round, so I can't trade back below ten in the second round. I got to be. 10 or above. Well, it depends what you get back with it because, like, they so might. No, what I'm saying is, whatever I do, if I'm getting out of that spot and I need capital, that means I need talent. I need early second, second round talent. Well, the problem is, who's going to do that? And in effect, it's only a difference of, like, say, hypothetically, five, five picks. Because if you want the top of the second, you're at the bottom of the first. But I mean, so give us between thirty and thirty, you know, thirty-five is like. Eh. But if I do that, I'm getting, what I'm saying is I'm getting extra picks. I'm not getting just one pick. I'm not just picking trading one for one. I'm getting that pick plus something else. Maybe it's third. Maybe it's third. With now you move me early in the third. I think at the thirtieth spot, it's it's more productive to move up to get something. The something that you cover. You give up your 30th and a second, and See, you move up. And I'm the opposite of that. Like, for me, mm-hmm. and, and I agree with what Rob's saying, you'd prefer to be in the top 10 of the second round right. because the further you drop, the more chance there is somebody that comes off your board. And there will be guys that come off your board. Yeah, right. But, like, if you have... But that wasn't my point. My point is, who's going to make that trade? Because what are they benefiting from? Well, that's what right, I up to 30? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of... So, I mean, so, so somebody who's... No, a team that's bad, drafting in the top 10, say a bad team, pick the, I don't know, the, the Jets... Panthers, hypothetically, why would they go for another n- number one uh, first round pick that's number thirty if they already have like the thirty six pick because they're, because you get they're a, a bad team you get them on a five year deal that's yes. the only difference that's the only oh, difference well that's though. another thing too that's not you're, you're not just getting a bad team you could get a good team that wants to trade out of their second pick or another pick to go back in the first round the Ravens they drafted a tight end in the first round. Then it was somebody that they wanted badly. They were afraid of somebody to get them, so they moved back up into the f- first round to get their quarterback. So it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a team that hasn't picked yet. Yeah, you can it have could a- be a team that's already picked and is willing to give up some of their later mm-hmm. picks for it. Yeah, a team that picked early and then got their guy, and it's like, well, wait a minute. We really like this guy, and he's sliding. Right. Why don't we trade back up and move a yeah. second and a third and if, to go get another first? And if you get that, and if you get that team, like, and I'm saying a, a, a plus 10 team, a 10-plus team, let's say, for instance, um, uh, let me look at one of the plus ten teams, for instance. Uh, let's say it's the the Falcons. They got a pick, pick number eight, and now the draft is going, and the board is changing on them. And as this guy sitting there, that they the quarterback want, slid. Right, this is guy that they want. They want this guy. Hey, listen, man, we can we can trade with the Ravens because nobody in that spot wants this guy, and we can get back into the first round and give Ravens give the Ravens an early a plus ten second round pick and a plus 10 third round pick. That's worth it to me then. Other than that, I want to move up in the draft and get the guy that I want. I just don't think I don't think standing pat at pick number 30 this year is good. I just don't think so. No, I think we all agree on that. Yeah, you you got to you got to do something. The problem is this is I think it's all going to be dictated by the draft as it goes. I don't it, what it always is. Yeah. I'm fine with staying at 30. I'm the, like I don't have a problem with them staying there depending on what's on the board, but it's really hard 
It's, it's one of the things that's really difficult when you talk about a team drafting at the back end of the first round and what they should do. And the Ravens don't operate like other teams, which which I love about them because they are. They're going to they're gonna do their due diligence and look at it. They'll mm-hmm. probably get a bunch of trade offers. There is a ton of value because of that extra year you get, especially with a quarterback. And that's one of the reasons why the Ravens wanted Lamar, but you also get that fifth year. That's why you want to get back in there so it gives you more time to evaluate your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there are other teams that just want to have a guy for five years. Like, we could sit here and say, did the Ravens mess up by not giving Patrick Queen the you know the fifth year option um, and and trying to keep him? But yeah. with Trenton Simpson, maybe you don't feel that way. No, maybe they're gonna let I him walk. I don't feel. I just don't feel that way. I think I don't. It's okay to let him go and get cheaper. That's just my opinion. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Our barbershop topic of the day. World is stupid at seven thirty. But on the other side, when I ask you, should the Ravens spend draft capital move up or attempt to stockpile picks? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Draft picks are very important to us. We'll continue to be very important. However, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Of course, if we have the chance to acquire an all-pro type guy, we're going to look at that very closely. So there's really not one set formula, but generally we like to have a lot of draft picks and uh, I would expect us to uh, have a lot of draft picks this year. And I know people say the Ravens, what the Ravens do in the draft, what the Ravens do in the draft. I think that's still under Ozzie's rule. Eric DaCosta, not so much in trading, but has, has proven to be a different mindset and a different mindset when he drafts. It's been proven. He doesn't draft like Ozzie drafts. So I don't think it's out of the question that the Ravens could make some moves. I just don't think 30. I mean, you look at some of the guys in the mocks. And I know you can't go by the mocks, but – you know, it's somewhere in the ballpark of, of, of all these different mocks. There's no one there that moves the needle for me. No one. That, you know, it's just, it, it, it says that a draft that addresses 
This is a team that's Super Bowl caliber. This is a team that's striving to get to the Super Bowl. There's nothing else left for them. They've been to the AFC Championship game. They've hosted the AFC Championship game at home for the first time in franchise history. Next move is you got to get to the Super Bowl. I just don't see anybody there at 30 that gets them to that level. Well, you see, but I disagree with that just because we don't know what's going to be there. And, like, even with these mock drafts, like, an, in- an interior or even a tackle is not going to excite me from the player being named. But if they come in and do what they're supposed to do as a first-round pick, if you draft a guy there, it can definitely change this roster. It can definitely cha- you know help this team get back to where they need to be. Um, so, like, I- I'm fine with staying at 30. There have been plenty of guys at the back end of the first round that I wasn't on that I didn't think were very good that have been drafted that panned out to be legit. So... I mean, right now when you're looking at it, I'm, I'm just looking at some mocks and throwing out some Kool-Aid McKinstry from yeah. Alabama. You know, he's right around there. Yeah, he's right right around there. But, but Keon Coleman from Florida yeah. State, the wide receiver. Well, stop off for a second. Let's go back to Kool-Aid. What do the Lions need? A corner. They're right in front of you. If if that's the best corner on the, on the board at that point, that's a that's a need of the Detroit Lions. I would be afraid of the Lions getting him. If Kool-Aid if Kool-Aid is there. At thirty, I'm with you, Jeremy. But I'm just when you look at the needs of the Lions, they kind of need that cornerback. I don't know anything about Jerzan Newton, but I know he's uh, you know <laughs> you got a defensive lineman at the back end of the first round, like, Illinois. I, yeah, I'm just saying, like I don't I don't know anything about a lot of these guys here, and I follow college football. I'd say more than most, and and closely with how much you're betting it, how much I enjoy watching it and seeing the. He's transition. all American. Yeah, Keon Coleman's a guy that if he ended up in Baltimore, I'd be like hell effing yeah after some of the plays I saw him make at Florida State. But we just don't know what's going to be there. And to your point, that's part of the problem in trying to figure this out and what the right That's why I want to move because up. My well, point. Well, take, that's what I've been saying. No, no, we're saying the same thing. Right. But you're saying it's the problem is when you do these mock drafts, when you have the mocks, they're impossible because it, it all depends on the movement during the draft. So with all these guys putting out these, well, I think the you know the, the Colts going to take him, the Ravens going to take him. But one trade throws off everything. One trade. What's it? One surprise. And there's always a surprise. There's always somebody in the That's top. That's why I want to move up to control like, it. You know. Well, and we're not, I want to move up to control it. I don't want to. I don't want to sit back and wait on. Well, what is this team going to do? If I move up, if that guy that I want is there. And I can move up. I want to move up to get him. I don't want to rely on, well, what if this team trades? What, is, what if this team do? That's the whole purpose of me saying move up to plus, try to move up to plus 10 because the guy that you want is there now and you don't have to worry about what the rest of these but teams But you're not going to know till the draft starts. I know that, Ed. But I'm just, if that's the case, then let's not talk about it until after the draft. I'm just, we're just anticipating. That's all we're doing right now. That's what we're, just, we're just speculating right now. That's I, all we got. See, I think this is a, uh, a deeper draft. Mm-hmm. It's top-heavy. Like, when I'm looking at some of the mocks, it's funny. The first mock I saw from CBS had one, two, three, quarterback, 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 four, five, six, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. So, again, I don't know. Like, neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr. to me is the best receiver in the draft class. But when you start looking at is some that of these, even close? Is I mean, anybody even Bill close to him? the best player in a draft yeah. class. <laughs> neighbors and Ndunze is are they're really you think good. Neighbors is uh, I, I, I agree with you. Neighbors is phenomenal. I just think Marvin Harrison Jr. is otherworldly. You're right. <laughs> I, look, I think Neighbors is phenomenal. Harrison is otherworldly. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this draft. Yes, and then you have a yeah. generational talent at quarterback. His dad's a Hall of Famer. Yes, he could be better. He, people he, say people compare him to. Like he's only six foot, but he plays like Megatron. Yes, they he compare does. Compare him to mm-hmm. yes. how he points and attacks. I think I was like, shocked when he said 
Uh, is he six foot? I thought he was six four. Six four. Oh, me. I was great. I was like, Malik Neighbors is six foot. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was on. But he's six four. He reminds me a ton of like Larry Fitzgerald. I think that's the the perfect prototype for him. And if you get Larry Fitzgerald, he's one of the greatest receivers of all time. He should probably be in your. You top know how five. I feel. So yeah. yeah. So like I think whoever gets him has got a lock solid, barring some sort of injury. So I I, I like that. Larry Fitzgerald's one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Uh, the kid from Washington, uh, the wide receiver. Dunze. You like yeah. him? Love him. I wonder what type of player he's going to be. Um, yeah, me too. Because like, I mean, what what every receiver has a a label to him. What label do you give him? Is he a possession? You know, what label do you give him? He's physical. So he's six three two fifteen. Um, I'm trying to think like who you might want to compare him to at the. I mean, was he more like a Brandon Marshall type? Are we going to uh, see that? You know what I'm talking right. about when he was in the league? Right. Outside of having some of the the off the field and some of his issues that he had. But, like, I think he's really, really good. They have him going to Washington. Uh, I'm sorry, to, uh, to the, yeah, to the to the Washington uh, Commanders in this pick. So, Or, I'm sorry, no, no, it's the Giants. He went to Washington. That's what I'm getting confused over. Now, Joe has a question, a very interesting question. Um, it's kind of the elephant in the room, and it's via text, Joe. Uh, the question was, do the Ravens look for a wide receiver in the first round considering what's going on with Zay Flowers? No. Well, not considering what's going on with Zay. They look at a wide receiver because they're going to need one. Ed, if something else happens with Zay, if the other shoe drops, do you look for a wide receiver in the first round? Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Hell um, yes. But I don't think the other shoe's dropping on this. I don't think so either. That's why I'm saying But it was that. saying if it okay. does. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Do I think so? You're right, Jeremy. I don't. However, if you throw it up in the air, if the other shoe does drop, then that changes. Does that change your other your your your? Um, yeah, we find out the goal for the draft from the stuff that I've read. If we find out there's something different there's, going on, yeah. then then yeah, then yeah, obviously this is there's something weird. Like the fact that the, the police department's resisting giving up the 911 call so strongly when they're going to have to in the end. I mean, I just what does that tell you? It either tells me they're getting pressure from somewhere, or they just—I I, don't—I don't even know what it tells me. It doesn't make any because I didn't operate that way. Because you know they're going to get it, so just give it to them. They're going to get it eventually, and the longer you do this, the, the more people like us and other people and fans are going to fill in the blanks. So just give it to them, get it over with. Are you saying the one from Massachusetts or? No, there's one here. One here. Oh, okay, Baltimore. yeah, because they can't release the one from from right. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.